Welcome to the Bastard Factory Podcast, the podcast where you will not only get cutting edge opinion, but you will also get King Martini. Join me on this adventure as we talk about one of the saddest situations that I've seen outside of this community um, involving Ric Flair and his final match. It was um, it was a spectacle. It was kind of horrible. And we're going to get to that. Uh, we have some pretty big, big ton kilo topics. Every Monday. We're going to do this every Monday where we're going to have something interesting, uh, a, a great huge topic to talk about. And next Monday, we're talking about gaming. We have yours truly, as always, the epitome of perfection. I am the epiphany that you need. Sir Super Southern, um, the, the battle-trusted Battletoad, um, from Braha, and Iggy McLulls, don't know too much about Iggy, Iggy, but I know that she is a forever reg over at the Bastard Factory, your forum, my forum, our forum, the People's Forum. And we are all going to take a jaunt talking about video games, gaming, what are you gaming, what games do you want to look, what games are you looking forward to, uh, a whole bunch of good stuff. Is GTA 6 ever fucking coming out? Now see, I have some super secret top secret info. Concerning GTA 6 from someone that I know that's within the industry. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna like release that info. We're gonna unzip that pants. Oh god, excuse me, I just woke up. But we're going to unzip that pants and let the animal out. On Monday, um, one thing I wanted to talk about, um, if you watch Twitch, and, and um, if, if you know about, like, the, the Twitch thought, do, do men think gamer girls are attractive? Do, do girls think guys who game are attractive? Granted, um, us guy gamers, we have that stereotype that we're big fat dudes that live in the basement with our of our mother's home and all we do is play Call of Duty all day. I can't stand Call of Duty, but um, if I could sit and play Fortnite all day, I sure as hell would. Uh, what we need to do is figure out a way for everybody to take part of all of these New topics we're going to discuss. Um, one thing that I wanted to do with Bastard Factory that I didn't do with any other forums is, is I wanted to make Bastard Factory a form of social media. And you people 
idiots such as um, CW and all these other clowns who think that like I I owe people I'm obligated because hey just because I say oh um I um I, I'm at your forum I, I I can bring traffic uh, give me a panel blah 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 all this other shit that I used to say all the time well see that's that's like a two sided coin okay. Because do I have a history of bringing traffic? You're damn sure fucking right I do. Um, I brought Brawlhall back from the fucking dead. Uh, if you go look at SG, when when the when I was running the BG, uh, if people who like remember, uh, and, and, and people have selective fucking memories when it comes to um, yours truly, because yours truly actually is everything that he says he is. Um, if if you want to just like like point the finger at like my past and what I've done, yes, I've brought traffic. I've I've done all these things I say I do, but because I want because I pick and choose who I do it to, but you expect me to do it. I'm not gonna fucking do it. The, the first minute, the first time people ex. I get that vibe that people expect me to bring traffic and they expect me to um, increase like member accounts and stuff like that. I'm not going to fucking do it. Uh, CW, who I used to have a ton of respect for, she um, made some fucking post, some post about how I, um, uh, I have like this story about how I do all this shit. I, I and it's like I do because I've done it and people expect me people think I'm obligated because I tell them I'm obligated to um bring traffic and all that magic uh that that I I, I should do it on command because that's what they fucking want no uh the thing is is BF never asked me to like help him BF never asked me to um bring traffic he, he never asked me for any of this stuff. He never expected any of this stuff. And that's the reason why I'm doing it. The reason why I am helping with the Lord's work with Bastard Factory is to make it the biggest forum in this community, which, if you look at it, it already is. Because um, we always seem to have like a decent amount, but we're going to get more of members online. Uh, we have more members than all the other forums online at the same time. Uh, I kind of want to say combined. This community, well, there's only really one site that's community. Um, but the site that wishes they were um, big in like Bastard Factory, we got more m members online than they do. And I can tell you that right now. And I understand why people are upset, okay? And, and I understand why people are choosing sides. Uh, the one thing about that fucking site that I refuse, um, I posted there because Flea had a forum there. Uh, but one of the um, reasons why I hated posting there is because they protected a complete fucking scumbag for how many fucking years. And people knew what they were. And when people brought that point out about that scumbag, and he was a fucking scumbag, 
when people brought that point out of what kind of a scumbag he was, they just deleted it. Which makes me fucking like question like like who actually runs that place? Because we all know who the, we all know who I'm talking about, and we all know what that motherfucker's been that the motherfucker's done in the past. If you would have posted on that type of forum, you go right the fuck. You go right the fuck ahead. Does it make you edgy? Makes you look fucking like a piece of shit. But that's just me. So enough about this damn fucking forum, this community, because this community is stagnated. Um, if you go to Meltdown right now, you have some guys kind of crying, and and with, with some look at me posts and 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 attention. Attention notifying posts where they're gonna start fucking calling people names and, and you know what if, if that's if that's your fucking bag don't expect like like moving forward don't expect me to reply to you I'm not going to you guys don't I'm not interested in oi I'm not interested my shit don't fucking like There we go. I'm not interested in talking to a bunch of fucking scumbags who wouldn't, who, who the only reason they're on Bastard Fracture is because no other form would want them. I'm not interested in talking to someone like that, okay? I'm not interested in talking to, um, Garyan, Garyan. I'm not interested in talking to Uncle Delph. Who the fuck talks to these fucking scumbags? These guys are losers. Who talks to them? Nobody fucking cares what they say. And if you do, you seek some help. Like, professionally. Okay? And I'm, not, and I'm not talking like some WebMD fucking links. Get some fucking help. Like, help yourself. Because if you listen to anything these fucking Nimroids fucking say, I mean, you're, 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 just, you're, you're just as bad. Nobody cares about what they say. Breakfall? Nobody cares what Breakfall says. The, 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 guy, the guy's like... The, the guy's uncomfortably fucking retarded, okay? That being said... We need to get in onto the main topic. Okay. Now... This isn't a, um... This isn't a slam on Ric Flair. Ric Flair is like uh, one of my heroes growing up. I have never had nothing but bad things or nice things to say about the nature boy Ric Flair. Ric Flair was ahead of his time. He was one of the greatest wrestlers, if not... And I wouldn't necessarily say he's the greatest wrestler of all time, but I would say he's probably like top five easy. Okay, this guy was putting asses in fucking seats way before there were fucking pay-per-views, way before there were WrestleManias. Ric Flair was doing the thing. I have nothing but the utmost respect for the Nature Boy Ric Flair. I, I've, I'm, right now, I am wearing his t-shirt that was, um, the limited, I'm wearing the limited edition t-shirt that was given away at, um, his final match. I mean, and actually, I got that shit like three days after the damn match happened. So, um, if people think that I am, like, coming here to drag Ric Flair, um, it, it's, it's, it's not gonna happen. It, it, it's, that's, that's the last thing I would ever do. Because I think Ric Flair is an entertainer. Uh, I think Ric Flair has influenced 
more people than a lot of people think. I think Ric Flair Ric Flair has influenced hip hop. I think Ric Flair has influenced um, the African American community. I think Ric Flair has influenced everything. I, I think now I wrote in one of like these threads about like um, the purple tape. And the Purple Tape uh, is Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. It's like one of the greatest rap albums of all time. Honestly, in my personal opinion, it's the greatest rap album of time because people are still inspired from it. Um, it it's influenced at least two gener- uh, at least two decades worth of fucking rappers. Okay, and if you listen to that album, that album is pretty much basically Ric Flair promos from the nineteen eighties. Okay, Ric Flair has is one of the most influential entertainers in the history of entertainment. Bar none, like it or not. And those are some pretty hefty words, but guess what? Ric Flair has done that. Um, I remember being like young, and we didn't have cable. So we would go to my grandmother's house on Saturdays at 5.05 to watch Ric Flair. I didn't go to see anybody else. I went to see Ric Flair. Because Ric Flair was that was that mesmerizing. He was that much of an entertainer. Um, a two-minute Ric Flair promo was worth more than anything you could get entertainment-wise. And, and we all know, like, all of his little catchphrases. We all know this guy was, like, the inventor of the catchphrase. Uh... You, you can say what you want, but Ric Flair was a big deal. That being said, um, Ric Flair just had his last match. Uh, I think it was last week. And at 73 years old, was I expecting a great match out of Ric Flair? Was I expecting a Flair vs. Steamboat match or a Flair vs. Dusty Rhodes match or a Flair vs. Barry Wood? No, I wasn't expecting that. But I kind of was expecting a little bit more. Um, the build-up to the match was actually amazing. Ric Flair cut one of the best promos of his life at 73 years old. He cut a ridiculous promo. The problem is when you started seeing like him working out with Jay Lethal and 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 the practice and them practicing and 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 trying to do spots. It's like you could see that Ric Flair wasn't... He, he couldn't do a lot, okay? But in the practice videos, he looked like he could do a little. Whereas when you get to the match, he, he couldn't do anything. And that was horrible. Okay. I want to do a watch-along. I found a good copy. But... I don't want to press you guys for way too much time over this situation because it's not a good situation. So I've just I made some fucking key points about the match. Um, I think Jeff Jarrett—he's another old guy. I think he pretty much carried the match. The guy was a heat magnet, throwing drinks into fans' faces. I mean, I don't know if that was—I don't know if that was a spot or if that was. If that was just done deliberately, but Jeff Jarrett 
had that entire crowd pissed off just walking down to the ring. And it goes to show you that this guy has been severely underrated for his entire career. I didn't really like his TNA run, and I didn't really think he was that fucking good there. But, like, his, his you know, I had to go and um, rewatch some of his Attitude Era WWE stuff. He wasn't... He wasn't bad. He was a heat magnet, and and you can't take that away from him. And that's a perfect opponent for Ric Flair because Ric Flair is coming in off face. Um, you had Andrade, who is was for God ten years one of the best workers in the business as Flair's tag team partner. Uh, Jeff Jarrett had Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's been good forever, and. The problem starts when Ric Flair in his entrance and he looks very, very, very fragile in his entrance. He looks like he needs a walker to get down the ramp. Um, He couldn't even walk down the ramp with his robe folded, with his robe tied. He could not even walk down the ramp because... I was getting this vibe that he was going to step on his um, his robe and fall. He had to open his robe up. And you can say that he did that because he wanted to show off the title. No, he did that because if you looked at the way Flair was walking, he was walking, He was his foot was getting really high. And I think he didn't want to drag on his robe and fall. And do you think he's doing like the Flair strut? And he's not. He's doing, he's walking like a 73-year-old man walks. Who's taken a ridiculous amount of bumps in their entire life. And it's like that was like the first red flag. Uh, Thankfully he wore a t-shirt during the match. I don't think anybody wanted to see Ric Flair man boobs flopping around during his final match. So that was a positive. It goes off the rails when Flair's the one calling all the spots. Uh, you can say that Ric Flair is like one of the greatest ring generals of all time, and he is, but, um, you have some actually great talent there in Andrade and Jay Lethal, uh, I think they should have started the match, I don't think Ric Flair should have started the match, I think Ric Flair should have been used maybe two minutes of the entire match, and then just had like a... Hot tag, firestorm, figure four, tap out, ding, 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 we're done. But they have Ric Flair start the match. Um, Ric Flair can't even walk. Ric Flair can't even chop, uh, do the Flair chop. Ric Flair can't take a bump. I mean, I don't know if, if, if it's the wrestlers in the ring treating him very gingerly or if it's Ric Flair himself. But when he was throwing his chops, he looked it, it looked like it was in slow motion. It looked horrible. And um, I feel bad because this is like one of my heroes growing up. And I, I think a lot of people felt the same way. Uh, this match hasn't gotten any good reviews. Um, we go to like... When, when they started taking, when they start, when they started, um, when they started wrapping the match up, uh, Ric Flair couldn't even walk. Ric Flair couldn't even get up. Um, he was helped up. I think I counted four times by people. 
because he couldn't get up. He couldn't. He was gassed out. He was he was blown up so bad. Uh, when they put the brass knuckles on his hand, Andrade actually seriously places the brass knuckles on his um, on Ric Flair's hand for the finish, and Andrade helps him up like literally. Um, like 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 a sack of potatoes lifting up a sack of potatoes like it it was so bad, and, and then that's when you and Ric Flair obviously bled and Ric Flair if you don't know is on blood thinners so his blood looks extremely horrible. It's like really 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 bright pink. And I'm hoping. That this is the last Ric Flair match, but it's like the thing that scares me is that they drew a huge house. Uh, they packed that damn stadium or uh, arena. I don't know which one it was, and something tells me that because they packed that arena, Ric Flair is going to have another final, final, final match. And this is the third final match in Ric Flair's career. He had the one with HBK, he had this one, and he had one with Hogan. And Something tells me it's going to be four, and they'll make it like four. It'll be like four horsemen, Ric Flair final four match, or something like that. And and I think you wear out the welcome quick. I, I don't think you. I, I think it's like here you get Ric Flair's final match. You had wrestlers in the fucking stands. You had the Taker was there, and Bret Hart, and that that fucking walking albatross Mick Foley was there. And and. I'm hoping that this is his final match because I don't think I will watch another one. I don't think I will pay for another like I wouldn't pay for another pay-per-view if it has something to do with Ric Flair unless it's like a shoot interview. But uh, even then, Ric Flair is so old and his mind is so pickled from drinking for so many years. He doesn't remember shit. I mean, this guy says that he was at, he was there when Bruiser Brody died, and he wasn't. He was like in North Carolina, like wrestling that day, and, and I, I don't think he remembers stuff too well. So, the Ric Flair match, we're gonna give it zero stars out of four, with a sad emoji, and. It's not that the whole card wasn't bad. It wasn't... Uh, I think the Von Eric, The young Von Erichs... The Von Eric boys... I think those kids got a bright future. Um, but... The focus was Ric Flair's final match. And, and it, it just... It was sad. It, it was a sad way for a legend to go out. But that's just my opinion. And on that note... I'm going to thank you all for coming to... The Best of Factory Podcast and taking time out of your day and listening uh we have a fantastic show on monday uh we might even actually get another podcast in between then which is me and sss who knows you get me and sss gotta work that out on deals but we also have the podcast on monday gaming video gaming with sss yours truly and Iggy McLoves. I will see you guys on Monday. Until then, 
Have a fantastic afternoon. It's a beautiful day outside. Go enjoy it.